AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to the Church of the Week program. My name is Marcus Burgos. I am your host and uh, we're living in uh, some strange times these days. You know, we had not ever heard of a, of a coronavirus, and now it's all we're talking about. Uh, but we, we know something. We know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We know that uh, by his stripes we are healed. And these are moments that we need to really exercise the faith that we say we have. We mm-hmm. have to exercise it. But a particular verse comes to my mind, and I've told you this often. I'm an Old Testament kind of guy. Uh, and so in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, I may not even need to recite it. You know, you know this one. Mm-hmm. But I'll give, you, I'll give you the first three words. You'll probably finish it in your mind, you know, as you're driving down the car. If my people. Mm-hmm. And uh, most, most of the listeners can finish that verse just by hearing those words. Those words. But... There lies the key to what God will do. I believe, I believe the, the analogy of knocking on the door and, and being before the door and, and Jesus says, I am the way and all this of the door, it's so accurate and we need to pay attention to it. Uh, but if, if there's a door, there, there may be a key. And so in the, in the key in this, in this point is what are you going to do? And the word says, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways hmm. then you know the other side then i'm going to open up the door and i believe in these days and i'll just i'll just drop this for you uh that in these e- these days where we're worried about sickness and virus and concerned about our our elderly loved ones and our children and school is closed and and uh, and church is even closed you know i i can't even run to church on sunday there's there's no meetings now what do i do i'm going to have to run to God. Amen. I'm going to have to run to him. I don't I don't have anyone to to be in the middle anymore. I have to run to God. And so the good news is that God tells you if if you would then I will. If you would then I will. And so I want you to rise up in faith. I want to encourage your faith today. I want you to rise up and pray and pray for your loved ones. Pray for yourself. Plead the blood of Jesus over your life. Don't allow fear to come in and rule and, and dictate and have you do all these, all these crazy things. Come before the Lord because God promises you that if you would, then I will. So lean on that and be a person of faith that we have always said we were. But now it's time to mm. exercise that faith. And man, maybe next time we'll talk. We'll talk about James mm. and and faith in works. Mm. But uh, that that'll be a program for a different time. Uh, but I'm here today in the studio, and I say this often. I, I I appreciate the men and women that travel the globe, preaching all over the world in 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 different stadiums and arenas, and they're awesome. I love them. God bless them. But I believe God has a special place in His heart for the preacher, the local pastor, mm. the one that doesn't. Uh, preach and just run away, uh, but has to clean up the mess he made after he preached. <laughs> and today I have a man of God here in studio with me. He is the pastor of Redemption Bible Church, Pastor Blair Cushman. 
Pastor Blair, thank you so much for being here with us. That's right. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks for the invite. Look forward to uh, just chatting with you and talking about what God's doing in our life and in our church and in these days. And he's doing stuff, isn't he? He is. That's right. We keep telling our people that God's at work, you know, God's at work. And and, uh, even though ministry meetings might be canceled, ministry continues on. You know, we're still alive. We're still here. Like these days will really demonstrate the the strength of the uncommon community, the strength of the faith that we say that we have. So, Amen. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I was talking to someone earlier, and I and I said, we're going to survive this. The church is going to survive this. You know, they may restrict our meetings, uh, but the church is going to survive. My, you know, what we need to answer is how are we going to survive this? Yeah. yeah. You know, how are we going to look? And I think it's up to us, uh, the pastors, to begin to look beyond corona, right. begin to look beyond the next couple of weeks or beyond the fact that I can't have more than 50 people or 10 people in the sanctuary right. uh, and, and see what are we going to come out of, how are we going to look yep. on the other side of this? And that's a perfect way of saying it, yep. that, you know, it's not, it's, not, it's not the church and the brick and mortar, but it's us, the church. Yep. We are the ones that need to come out and we're going to, people yep. are going to be challenged. Right. Right. To be the church now. To be the church and to continue to uh, to pray, to exercise their faith, to really love the Lord and love our neighbor as ourselves, and not let uh, those that maybe are more vulnerable among us, you know, fall between the cracks and things like this is going to really cause us to uh, to really rise up and uh, to show, to demonstrate, uh, are we genuinely believers or not? Do we really believe that God is who he says he is? Do we really believe the power of the gospel? Do we really believe that God is still in control and that he is all-powerful and these are the days where those things get tested, mm-hmm. right? You know, you in one of your devotionals, uh, you mentioned behold, mm-hmm. and I really, I really like that one. Uh, you said behold is is the Bible's stop sign, yep. right? So we should we should stop and see. Yeah. And this is not a time to uh, be chaotic yeah. and lose our peace or yeah. give it away. Right. You know, we we really should stop for a moment and say, okay, God, what is it? Yeah. What do you want of me? What can I do now? Right. I leaned a lot on Pastor. You know, he preached. I leaned a lot, and I deferred a lot of ministry to and through him. Yeah. But now, you know, he's locked in a room. Yeah. <laughs> he's on. He's on quarantine as well. Right. Uh, what What can we do? How How would you answer that question? Yeah. What do we do in these days? You know, that's mm-hmm. uh, here's another thing that I've been telling our people is that though physical isolation may be necessary, spiritual isolation is not. Yes. And so we keep pressing into the Lord. We keep uh, uh, the Lord is still near us. You know, it's not that He has gone away from us. Um, I've been struck by this uh, another verse in Psalm seventy-seven. I was reading this the other day, and uh, it's, it, it's speaking of the Lord. It's thinking back to the time of the Exodus, but it says that Your way was through the sea, Your path through the great waters. Yet Your footprints were unseen. Mm. And it's like that's that's where where we're at now is God is leading us through this. He his way is through the you know the 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 great seas around us that could threaten to drown us. Um and yet his footprints are unseen. And so you know we might be like, "Well, God, where are you?" Well, he's still right here. Like yeah. we're seeing him in as he is a as people are still being saved, as people are still, you know, being ministered to. And so even though you may not have a uh, that physical access to your pastor, to uh, your friends, to small group leaders, to you know whoever you may be, you know really closely connected to, uh, the Lord is still near, 
even if uh, even if he maybe is unseen, you still have access to the scriptures. You know, it's not like our you know our prayer uh, lines have been disconnected. You know, mm-hmm. now more than ever, and now we have more time in our schedule because we don't have school, because sports aren't occupying our time, because all these you know other not bad things, but they're no longer in front of us to distract us. Like, let's use this. Uh, let's seize the opportunity to get more in the scriptures, to spend more time on our knees, to text and to call the friends that, you know, that maybe we haven't talked to in a while, yeah. you know, to reach out to our mom or grandma or somebody that, you know, that we've, you know, maybe uh, uh, unintentionally neglected for a while and just to encourage them in the faith, mom, how are you doing? You know, or grandma, how are you doing? You know, cousin, friend, whoever, how are yeah. you doing? How can I pray for you right now? You know, you doing okay? You stay, you know, keeping your eyes right. on the Lord? And just really encouraging that mutual ministry yeah. that all believers are called to, right? And uh, and days like today, that's that is not stopped, you know. And I think that's one part. I love I love what you're saying because the challenge is is really to connect and reconnect with the Word, yeah, and with God, yep. Where we we can we love to do it, especially in this day in in our you know our seeker friendly mm-hmm. type of type of ministry, yeah. I'll do it for you. Yeah. I studied so that you wouldn't have to study. Sure. I'll pray so you don't have to pray, and that's not biblical. Yeah. That's that's not really kingdom. Right. Uh we should be we should be praying and now this time it may feel it may feel forced. Yeah. But praise God, it's a it's a good thing. It's a gift. You yeah. should you should fall on your knees yeah. and and pray and ask God and and yeah. uh, and I love I'm I'm in the book of Esther mm. right now and it's just opening up yeah. and you know looking at today's narrative what what's happening in the world today reading Esther they were in trouble yeah they were they were being attacked and yeah. there was a there was dates and it was coming yeah. and they were going to be finished yeah. annihilated and the Bible yeah. says which is not just dead yeah you know it's it's another level that's right uh, but but Esther rose up mm-hmm. and she and and Mordecai says who knows. If you were not placed in the palace for such a time as this, Amen. you know, and I, and I and I challenge everyone that is listening, yeah. who knows if if this is the reason why you are where you are, rise up, intercede, right. pray yeah. to God. She didn't go run around and and tell all the Jews, hey, she right. she went to the king, right? You know, and so I, I love I love that that you're saying. Uh, but I, we we got off track at the very beginning, That's and right. but I, I do want to introduce. Uh, the listener to you, thank you, Pastor Blair. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you a Texan? Are you a San Antonian? What, are you a PK? What's, what's going on with you? Who are you? Yeah, yeah who is this? Uh, <laughs> who's this guy on here? Well, I'm actually a, a Wisconsin born by uh, you know from my earliest days. I, I grew up in a very small town in rural Wisconsin, 800 folks in my hometown. Uh, all primarily dairy farmers, and so wow. um, so there was more cows than people. Oh yeah, uh, exponentially more cows than people. You know, in my hometown, and everybody was. Uh, all my friends were uh, dairy farmers or sons of dairy farmers. You know, and my family grew uh, grew plants. We my family owns a greenhouse business, and so I grew up there and and loved it. You know, just kind of the slow. You know, looking back on it now, there's a lot of things that I wish could just go back to yeah. that. You know, kind of idyllic life. But uh, was saved when I was 12 when I first. Heard the gospel um, at a summer camp, and I uh, kind of grew up in church my whole life, um, you know, and uh, different uh, kind of maybe different flavors of Christianity, mm-hmm. you know, from different backgrounds and things. But it wasn't until I was twelve and at a summer camp where I first heard the good news of Jesus Christ, 
and I had a counselor that that loved me well and uh, led me to the Lord, and and it was there that I was transformed. That I knew that uh, that I was uh, sinful, and uh, and that Christ died for my sin. That my sin had consequences. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christ took it for me and that uh, by repenting of my sin and believing on Christ as my only way to be saved, uh, that I would indeed. And that I would have help for life now and, and uh, you know, hope for a uh, future with the Lord. And, and so really since that day, uh, I've had a one-track mind, you yeah. know, just a hunger for the Word, just love the Lord. And the thing about it was, though, is growing up there is, is I didn't really have any Christian friends. I didn't have any, you know, I didn't have a, um, any who would disciple me, you know, this was something new because I went to camp and then came home, and mm. yeah, we were at church and, and things, and so that was good. And uh, yet, I didn't have anybody really investing in me, you know, nobody investing in me for my spiritual good. And uh, it was a few years later then that I got some other friends because I kept going back to that camp. And then as I got in high school, I was working there at that camp and, uh, you know, doing dishes. I, I just wanted to be around. Like yeah. there were other Christians, other people that, you know, who, who love the Lord like I did, other, you know, kids from all over the place that love the Lord. And so I just wanted to go there. I mean, I would be paid nothing to wash dishes, you know, <laughs> all day and night uh, just so I could be around other believers. And uh, there I met some friends, actually, and uh, me and my wife there uh, a few years later. And it was there also that it was called the ministry, you know, there that I knew that uh, God had gifted me to preach and teach and, to, you know, and, and to lead God's people. And, uh, again, that's just like I, from the time I was 16, just had a one-track mind, you know. I, yeah. I just was uh, devoted devoted to um to leading God's people, and uh, and so that just that kind of set the trajectory then and schooling uh, options maybe, and things. Maybe we should find out the name of that camp. We got probably yeah. a couple of kids over here. That's right. That we want to send over there. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's that's up in uh, in Wisconsin. It's called Skylight <laughs> Christian Camp, and it was a great camp. Still still around and still doing some great ministry and things. And, and you know, just God's providence. After finishing up at Moody, this you know, fast forwarding a few years, yeah. uh, my wife and I actually. Uh, my wife is from Texas. Uh, she grew up in the Dallas area, but we moved down here in 2008 to start a summer camp program at a place called Camp Eagle. Um, after I'd finished, I was on staff at a church, but got this great opportunity um, down here. Um, it's about two hours west of San Antonio, Camp Eagle. You know, you can visit their website, campeagle.org, and, and uh, we started a summer camp ministry there back in 2008. And uh, um, just kind of, you know, kind of doing the same things, knowing the impact that it had had in my life, mm-hmm. and uh, and now having a kind of entrepreneurial spirit, and you know, uh, had this great opportunity to start a summer camp ministry, and so we yeah. did that, and it's thriving, it still exists today. Um, but after a few years, God called us out of that to go back and be in the church and be a pastor, and then eventually plant the church in in New Braunfels. So, so. from from Camp Eagle, mm-hmm. you went into pastoring. I did, yeah. So I came on staff at our church in Kerrville um, as a pastor and an elder there, and uh, with the intention of being sent out to plant, you know. Um, but it was a church that we loved. My wife and I were there. You know, we went to um, we went through our, our first daughter passed away, and it was a part of our church there, and they cared for us really well through that time of grieving, and and uh, and then through the uh, birth of our other two children now, and. Uh, and so it was just a church that we really loved, and uh, they asked me to come on staff there, and so yeah. we did. And and uh, and then they just have a heart for planting more, you know, Bible proclaiming, Jesus exalting, uh, you know, disciple making churches. And so we were sent out then to New Braunfels in uh, late 2016, and uh, to 
keep on the keep the work going in New Braunfels. Yeah. So you planted that church, or you yes, took sir. it? Yeah, yeah. So we planted. Okay. We uh, we did a residency, and then uh, basically the first part of uh, uh, 2017, we were just on the ground and just tilling soil. We were yeah. a laborers sent into the harvest and uh, started making disciples and uh, holding core group meetings and praying and praying and praying and yeah. praying some more. <laughs> and uh, God just uh, he you know when Jesus said in Matthew 16 that I will build my church, mm-hmm. he he did that. And he is doing that even to this day, not only in New Braunfels, but all across the globe. And you know, praise the Lord for that. And so we did. Uh, we we started really then in January 2017, um, doing that hard work, and you know, and uh, kind of built a core group that was strong enough and had enough, uh, you know, leadership and the pieces in place. And God opened the doors for us to meet at a school to when we launched. Then in October 1st, 2017, was our first public Sunday morning wow. worship gathering. Yeah, so. So here so we are. Where where are you now? You are you still in that, that? We're not in the school anymore. No, yeah, we did that for just over two years, and then praise the Lord, God, He's just so good. Every every step of our you know church planting journey is really has this resonating theme: the faithfulness of God. Mm. Like He's just provided for our needs in every sense of the term, and uh, and and so last fall, then uh, God opened the door for us to acquire our own space. It's a leased space. Um, on uh, on the 306, which is kind of on the north side of San, or, uh, on the north side of uh, New Braunfels, sorry, and uh, um, right by the AGB Plus and the Crawfish Place. And there so, you go. Yeah, it's it's awesome. We can just walk right across and, uh, to our, our parking lot we, we, that we share with this Crawfish Place. And and uh, man, God has been so good. Even yeah. in the raising the funds and building that place out, God just every step of the way, faithful faithful again and again yeah. faithful faithful and so we've now been meeting there we were able to our first service was november 17th uh, of this past year 2019 so now let's have four months or so that we've wow. been in that and, and it's just been a, a you know a, a, another resource of multiplied ministry yeah. you know getting a building isn't you know I tell our people this it's not like we've arrived it's not mm-hmm. like you know okay it's the end all be all but it's god just saying okay here's some more talents use them wisely you know, yeah. use these for my glory. Use this as a ministry place where, you know, where you'll see the lost saved, the saved matured, and the mature multiplied all to his glory. And praise the Lord, he's he's been doing that every, <laughs> week after week, day after day. God has been so good to our church. So, you know what, Pastor, I want to want to ask you mm-hmm. to to open up a little bit because what you what you said in your in your conversion time, yep. you know, a part of your testimony, uh you you found out you figured out you learned that you were a sinner. Yeah, coming you know, coming from the an, an inner city. Yeah. I'm I'm an inner city kid, yeah. and I would I would look at people from the sticks. That's what we yeah. call what we call y'all. That's right. Uh, you know y'all y'all are okay. Yeah, you're not sinners. There's no mm. drugs over there. There's no violence over there. What are you gonna yeah. push a cow over? You know, yeah. but but w- the fact of the matter is we are all sin. For all have sinned. Yeah. And falling short of the glory of God, yeah. and so we're easily to judge one another, yeah. and and to harshly judge ourselves and say, "Well, yeah. I can see, I can see Blair as a pastor, but I yeah. can't, I can't be a ministry. Yeah. You don't know the stuff I've done, right. you know." But how, how would you, how would you take a moment there and just kind of unpack that and challenge sure. us all? Sure. Well, I'd, I'd just, having been grown up in the sticks, I would say, uh, you know, things like drugs and all that—that's not just an inner city problem. Mm. I mean, they're they're all over the place, mm-hmm. you know. Even you know, however long, twenty five years ago or whatever, when mm-hmm. you know, was there, um, that yeah, drugs are a real problem, yeah. even in rural communities, you know. And people are still sinful, and so sin may look different, 
but it's still it's still sin yeah. and it still separates us from God. Christ still had to die for it. And so it's not really the degree of our sin, you know, oh well you're a worse sinner. Well yeah, well that disqualifies you. So here's here's the thing, because all of us are sinful, the only thing that we bring to the table in our salvation is our sin. And Christ says, I got that. I covered I covered that. I, I I've I took care of that on the cross for you. And so it's not the you know, it's not the degree, it's not the depth, it's not the ugliness of our sin that qualifies us or disqualifies us from ministry. That's that's not the point at all. It's like Christ died for sinners, and Christ gifts and, and does his work with all kinds of people. And so if he saved you, he's sent you also. Mm-hmm. He's sent you to, you know, to be that influence in, uh, in where your community, within your home, to, you know, to preach the gospel. You may not have a pulpit. You may not have a platform. But all of us are ministers of the gospel. We're stewards of it. He's given us this gift not only to save us, and, but, but he doesn't want us just to hoard it. He doesn't want us to, you know, to just to go and hide it. He doesn't want us to put it in the, you know, in the pantry to, you know, for a rainy day. But he wants us to steward and to share it with anyone who would listen. And uh, that's that's really the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, that, and, and and here's the thing: like I'm not an any impressive t- type of guy by any means. You know, if God can use me mm. in ministry. Mm-hmm. He can use you. Let me, let me just tell you that today, because um, I. You know, you can't see me, but I'm I'm nothing impressive to look at. I'm nothing impressive to listen to, um, and yet that's not the point ever. It's uh, not how great we are, but it's how great Christ is. Yes, and you can take hope in that today. You know, like no, doesn't matter your background. That's not what defines us. Christ defines us. Mm-hmm. And so he's given you a story. He's given you a testimony. He's given you experiences, all to say, hey, don't look at me. But look at how great my God is. Hmm. And so no matter who you are, where you're from, let that be your platform to make much of Jesus Christ. Right? Wow. And, you know, in this in this day, living through what we're living through right now, mm-hmm. even some of the preachers and pastors don't have a platform yeah. that we, we've lost it. We're not right. meeting on Sunday in our, in our regular right. type of way. So yeah. we're right now, it's kind of like we're all even. We're right. on the same on the same level. Yeah. And it's now how do we respond yeah. to God's call yeah. without this building, without without a a, a PA system. Yeah. You know, how are we going to live it out? And so that's the challenge for all of us. That's right. Now, I, wanna, I want you to tell me a little bit about, about church. Let's transition. Sure. You are the pastor of Redemption Bible Church. That's right. Tell me about Redemption. Yeah. So Redemption, uh, as I said just a bit ago, we're a young church, you know, but a growing church. And, uh, a uh, you know, I like to say a, a, a healthy church. If, if, uh, as you look at the scripture, a healthy church is a multi-generational, mm-hmm. multi-ethnic gathering of God's people who really uh, have one thing in common, love and faith in Christ Jesus. You know, they would come from various, you know, socioeconomic backgrounds, from all parts of the country, from all parts of, you know, all different upbringings. But what gathers us is our shared love of Christ. And that's, that I think is a sign of a healthy church. So we've got all kinds of people, you know, and, uh, you know, college students to, you know, older retirees and families and singles and, you know, you name it, uh, God has brought that to our church. And so we like to say that, uh, you know, just as a church, we're a vertical church. Mm-hmm. That's just part of our, uh, what we say, we're, we're here because church is for God. Mm-hmm. And so we come, our, our first desire, our first priority is to glorify God, not only in our, in our gatherings together, but in our life. Like, that's why we exist, to, to glorify God and then to fulfill the Great Commission, to go and make disciples. And so that's really what we're bent on. We're, you know, we're not a, 
sure do we have ministries and things like that yeah but we're not we're not like program driven we're people driven right, right you know we want to we want to open up god's words we want to let the bible speak we want to you know we're going to pray we're going to sing we're going to worship our hearts out you know yeah. and uh, and all for god's glory mm-hmm. and that that's really just kind of a defining thing of our church that if we get the vertical right then all the horizontal exactly. things of how we care for people how we're impacting our city how we're you know being globally minded and planting churches across the globe all those things work itself out when we are prioritizing the Lord, when we are glorifying so Him. Do you do you see yourself? I know you're still in the in the church plant mm-hmm. season. Yep. But do you see yourself in in some future time launching and planting other churches oh, yeah. all around? Yeah, yeah. We're already our, we're part of a church planting network called the Great Commission Collective. Uh, there's four of us churches here in Texas already um, that are you know church plants, but. Our network is planting churches all across the globe. Our, our young church plant is already involved in, in a church plant in Haiti and uh, considering one right now in, in Dublin, Ireland, mm-hmm. and others across, you know, the, the greater central Texas, south Texas area. Um, and so we're, yeah, we're all about it. Like I'm committed to planting here in, or being in New Braunfels, but mm-hmm. we want to plant churches all over. Tell me where you are on the Internet and, and how can we join you yeah. guys for church? Yeah, you can connect with us online, especially these days, at www.redemption.bible. Uh, sermons are there. We have a podcast that's there. Um, we'll be online here, you know, through this coronavirus stuff. Um, you can connect with us on Facebook. Just look up Redemption Bible Church, New Braunfels, um, Instagram as well. You know, you'll find us there and, and – uh, and we'd love to connect with you. Love to pray with you. What time are services? Services on Sunday are typically at 10 a.m. Uh, right now. We're, uh, you know, with the coronavirus stuff, we're online and in-home at this point. But uh, at, uh, right now we're at 10 a.m. And, you know, as we're continuing to grow, um, we'll be going to, you know, two services, Lord willing. Amen. So, that's faith. That's, that's looking right. forward. That's right. San Antonio, thank you so much for sharing this time with us. Uh, Pastor Blair, thank you for being here with us, uh, Redemptive Bible Church in New Braunfels. That's right. And uh, God bless you. San Antonio, you're looking for a church? You found one. It's right up the street in, on 35 in New Braunfels. Get there and find them on the Internet. God bless you, San Antonio. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.